So I guess we should just very quickly address the gap. Acknowledge the gap. Mind the gap. Oh, he went there. Welcome to Fraculous, a technology podcast for humans. Episode 329. Headphones, digital detox, and a brief history of time. David, are you I'm, rolling? I'm rolling camera, and I'm rolling sound. Going to sync clap me. Cool. Jeff. And rolling. Hi. Whatever that, whatever that does. Everyone is rolling. Cool. I think it's just a big round of applause because we finally, all three of us, <laughs> been able to manage to... No, don't clap. You'll spoil the edit. You'll spoil the sync. But yes, it's only been, what, six months? I seven, think it's seven about months? six months. Since we recorded? Wow. I blame Brexit. It is because yeah. of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't use that. <laughs> well, at least there aren't any new elections coming along soon yeah, to spoil no, things for us, eh? It's all fine. <laughs> oh, Will, old Jeff, I've missed you. Yeah. And that's his response. <laughs> yeah, I missed you too, Dave. Will, have you, have, have you ticked off your tick list? I have. I did it while I was waiting for you to come online, Jeff. Well done. So I guess we're here to intro the stuff we've already recorded. About seven months ago. We did record it seven months ago, but it's, it's, still, it's still just, just relevant. I'm not going to lie, I can't remember what we were speaking about seven months ago. I think headphones came into it. We had headphones, and there's only been one slight change in the headphone landscape since then. So that's good. And then we had Jeff's digital detox. So we still have that. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. No. You don't remember detoxing? That was like September of last year. So I guess we should just very quickly address the gap. Acknowledge the gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Now, I've I've been moving a house. David, you've been quite busy as well. Well, yes and no. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been, uh, it's been feast and famine for me over the last six months or so. I've been away quite a lot. I've done um, a few shows away. You did the photo show recently again? I did, I did the photography show, yeah. That's my favourite gig of the year. We did things a little bit differently this year. Um, and whereas we used to do lots of live streaming to big screens with lots of heavy kits and, and a broadcast van... This year, we did Facebook Live more than anything else. Oh, really? It's all and about the live. Yeah. It was all about the Facebook Live, so replacing big shoulder-mounted Sony PMW 350s and broadcast trucks and all the rest of it with a smartphone and a consumer microphone. So you're not doing anything clever trying to take a pro camera into a computer you're just literally smartphone and go in this instance yes that that was exactly what it is now i have seen um some other setups that i'm looking at at the moment because i think there's a there's a a bit of potential here for a bit of professional live streaming particularly facebook live because it combines what marketers um like so much which is social media interaction with you know live video content to create buzz at an event so i think there's a way of bulletproofing it to make sure that it it works wherever you are whatever your network connection is gives you decent video quality yet still feeds straight into the facebook's and the periscopes and stuff i think i think it's all good and jeff you've not been doing much recently have you <laughs> i've been slowly building up my own youtube presence <laughs> 
You're on like how many subscribers now? Uh, See, on one hand, it sounds like pathetic, and then on the (laughs) other, it sounds like a milestone. So I just passed 20,000, which was a nice little milestone. And as far as I'm concerned, it's well on my way to 100,000. I think 100,000 in YouTube terms is, is when you sort of first... Um, I mean, even twenty k, because you've only you only really started seriously back in the summer last August. Yeah, around my birthday, I thought, right, let's actually do the YouTube thing. And where were you when you started? What physically? You already had a base of subscribers around like three or four thousand. Right. So really, I've gained around sixteen thousand. But how long did it take you to get those first four thousand? Oh, I, I I released an occasional video every few months or or so over like. Th- three or four years, but I wasn't really making a concerted effort. So in nine months, you've put on around 16,000. Yeah, and the rate by which it's increasing is definitely increasing. And I can say, and this is the thing which everybody says, so I'm not the first one to say this, um, the more videos you put out, the more subscribers you get. In the, in the, in the famous words of somebody very famous, um, just keep uploading and people will come. Because I think the Google algorithm says, oh, look, you're uploading more frequently than this other channel over here will 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 push you as a recommended video and then that gets you a subscription so yeah i can see why if you upload every day a quality video it still has to be sort of interesting or watchable if you do that every day then uh, then yeah you'll you'll get the subscribers so i'm trying to do at least one a week sometimes a little bit more like the last week i managed to put out four in the space of a week just things happened i was like okay i can put out four this week this week and i put out one any other plans to produce regular content in the next three months? Not really. You've got nothing nothing in the diary. It's doing a little documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Will, you seem to know all about that. Is that what you were getting at? Sorry. You're just going on a bit of a bit of a train journey. A little one. We've decided to go down the YouTube route completely and um and um take the ultimate Again, I, I have this Venn diagram of trains and, and social skills, and if you bring them together in the middle, I'm that little bit there, that somehow makes nerdy things quite fun. So uh, me and the lovely uh, Vicky are spending the summer of 2017 travelling around the entire country of Great Britain, travelling to all 2,563 stations, and we're essentially vlogging. But, but we're calling it a video documentary. It'll be interesting to see how it's edited, Whatever, how our editors decide to edit it, will it be vlog style or sort of more thematic TV film-esque? But there will be hopefully almost daily videos for several weeks this summer. You should all watch and tune in. Will has already put a link in the description down below. There will be a link below. There will be a and link. are you visiting Manchester? No, we're doing all the stations apart from Manchester. So how many stations <laughs> are there, Jeff, that you're, two, you're going to... 2,563 stations in Great Britain. And this is, a, this is a time oh. challenge, isn't it? It's not a time challenge. We think it's going to take around three months. But if it takes four months, then we could just keep going until we actually do it. It's funded by a Kickstarter campaign. So we raised £36,000. Thank you. There's probably people watching this that watch my own videos that contributed yep. and again it's I, just, yeah. I contributed <laughs> including you David <laughs> yes I did and I've, you're in Fractalus I've, I've you're adopted not a station it. and uh, I will be getting a signed photograph from somewhere from my station maybe yep as, as part of that so um, please uh, watch all the stations this summer as we conquer the railways of Great Britain yes so I've been busy planning that so that's what I've been doing how about you Will what have you been up to I've just been moving house 
I've literally for nine months been moving house. For some reason, well, it looks like like in an American sitcom, all good American sitcoms ha- have a scene where they go, your father's down in the basement getting <laughs> the old, you know, contraption out. And it looks like you're in that kind of American style it, basement. It is an American style basement. Sitcom. It doesn't have a sofa yet or a telly. I've literally spent the entire bank holiday weekend hoovering. We've had to buy a new hoover. That's wow. how much, like 30 years of dust and dirt and rubble. You know you can just empty the bags? It's full. So I, I started with our backup hoover and I turned around and not only ha- it basically filled the entire basement with fine brick dust because it was a really bad hoover. It set off a smoke alarm. Do you really so- have a backup hoover? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, listeners, viewers, this is what Will does. Will has a phone, and he has a backup phone, and he has a he has a home broadband provider, and he has a second one as a backup. What you need to know about Will in his life, he has a second one of everything just in case. And this apparently extends to vacuum cleaners. So of course it does. We now have three because I now have my backup, my backup backup, and my main my main Hoover. So we promoted the Dyson because it was the only one that could handle the dust down here, and then I had to buy a new one because it got so full. Here's the thing. If you have a backup hoover, you can clean one hoover with the other. It's like a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> how, how else do you clean a hoover other than with another hoover? There's an episode of Friends, isn't there there, is. where Monica is cleaning her <laughs> with a hoover, smaller with and smaller hoover. hoovers. And it's like, if only there were, like, <laughs> like um, what's, what, what are the dolls you get, like the Russian dolls? If only there were a smaller version of this one. Many years ago, when I owned a house and uh, we had, I had a new kitchen put in, one of my friends, one of my neighbours said, the greatest tip I can give you about when someone puts a new kitchen in, it makes so much dust, go and buy a cheap £50 hoover no, no. and mm. use that to clean up the mess. Otherwise, you will just. Because it will just sp- spurt out dust, it doesn't capture it. It just moves it around. And so we used a cheap hoover just to clean up all the debris from the, the dust from the kitchen and then and now kept our, our good hoover. Are you going to have to bleep out the word knackered or is that, is that okay? I'll see. We've got two hoovers. We've got a, a Hetty and go. a Dyson Dustbuster. I thought um, you were going to say Henry there for a second. <laughs> well, no, we, we've... Pesky we, Henry hoovers. We've got the pink version of the Henry, which is the Hetty. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? That is a Henry. Okay, right. <laughs> Welcome to Fraculous, the show where we talk about our <laughs> domestic arrangements for the last six months. In my uh, rented property, we've had um, some new locks put on the front door. Oh, we had no, we had new blinds put in on the windows. There we go. I've got three minutes on my card. Are you going to change cards in, th- in three minutes' time? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying no. I'm not recording beyond that. <laughs> this was just going to be an intro. I told you, I told you this would happen. As soon as the cameras roll and we haven't spoken like this for six, seven this months. This isn't a real recording. Will, you should put this out just as a separate show. If, it, if, it, if, if, if this was a Friends episode, we'd call it The One Where No One Talks Tech. <laughs> okay? Come on, do it. The One Where... Come on. But it's an intro to the existing... I'm going to talk tech. Look what I've got. I've got two minutes. Does anyone know what happens when a C100 hits the end of its card? <laughs> You're going to find out. It probably stops recording. I haven't got any tech, but I've got a YouTube pillow. Can you see there? I've got one minute. Okay, should we say goodbye and intro the next step then? I think we should. So we will be back with a full episode when we can get Jeff off a train. And until then, here's what we recorded earlier. Okay, I'm I'm going to stop it before it hits the end. This episode of Fraculous is brought to you by Casper, the company devoted to human sleep. 
humans. You are weak. Your frail bodies need to lay down every day for many hours until you are able to function again. To help you address your mortal shortcomings, Casper has engineered the perfect mattress that combines high-density memory and premium latex foams to create a sleep surface that contours to your body, and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper removes unnecessary humans in the value exchange process, and sells direct, so you get a premium mattress at a fraction of the price. Because you are unable to accurately assess risk, Casper will let you sleep on the mattress for 100 nights and if you are not satisfied you can return it, and they will even send a fellow human to retrieve it from you for free. Prices start at $500 for a twin and $950 for a king-sized mattress. To get $50 towards any mattress purchase, go to fraculous.com Casper, and enter the code 50sleep, so that they know that we sent you and to show your support for the show. Terms and conditions apply. So next up, headphones. Oh, good. It's like I came prepared. It's ready like you came this? prepared. So, obviously... Should we, should we do it on three? Ready, 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 on three. Who's, count, everybody count in. Who's Lady going first? In. Are you going okay. first, Jeff? No, no, we'll do no, three, we two, do one, three. go. Well, I've got far on too three. many to hold up. I've got like five pairs. Why have you got five <laughs> pairs? What? You're just insane. What? Well, I've well, got do, good reasons. Oh. But let's do you do for you first, Jeff. Count us in, David. Okay, three, two... One. Headphones, please. So the rationale for this section... Can you hear me now? You've got your headphones on. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry, what? what's that? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Will, speak up. So the rationale was I... Well, obviously, we, we use headphones probably more than many people for work, in addition to leisure, and tying in with the headphone jacklers iPhone 7, I thought now would be a good time to list, run through the headphones that we use on a regular basis and what we like and don't like about them. So, Jeff, what are your go-to headphones? My friend Stephen, years ago, who is a sort of keyboard music recording professional, when I was about 17, I was around his flat home slash studio. Is this the one who's in your vlog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he passed me a pair of headphones and I put them on and I thought, oh, these are comfortable. Oh, they sound good. And he went... Oh, yeah, they're Sennheiser. I wouldn't ever buy anything. He said, I'm not saying I'm biased towards any kind of headphones, but uh, I'd only buy headphones that begin with S and rhyme with Enheiser. <laughs> it's, it's a good good plan. Yeah, I then, I then <laughs> bought a pair. I think they were the SD470s. And, you know, because he's my friend and you respect mm. your friends, basically, at that point onwards, I became a Sennheiser junkie. So I've never, ever, 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 ever bought a pair of headphones that isn't Sennheiser's ever in the rest of my life because they just make good headphones. So I've got, I've got a pair of HD... HD 202s are my, is my, are my current. And you use those for video work and for listening? Do you listen to stuff on the go yeah, on those? Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I've actually got a spare pair of these. And what, what's annoying about these is that, if you watch, these do come out. Ooh. The, um, the actual the headphone pieces actually come out quite easily. Yeah. You see, mm. they break off. Right. Um, but, so I've got a spare pair, uh, but I, they're light enough so I can put them on my camera... And they're good quality enough. So yeah. if I'm listening to music, you know, when I'm traveling, then they're really good. I would only ever recommend... I have tried other headphones, and, not, and Sennheiser just make the best headphones. They just do. That's it. And uh, it's not, it's not a paid endorsement. That's just my opinion. I've always wanted to say that. Sennheiser have not asked me to make this statement. That's just my personal opinion. In among my five pairs of headphones I use on a regular basis, one of them is Sennheiser. 
Yay! These are the HD25s. So these, for me, I used to be a DJ, and these, back in the day, back in the late 90s, these were the go-to DJ headphones. And I remember the review of them in DJ Magazine basically said it was like having two loudspeakers strapped to your head. They've got this nice padding on the cups. They also have a split band, so you can adjust them so you can get the right fit for your head. They don't go anywhere. And, DJ important thing, one of the cups rotates. So you can have them on and you can have one of them off your ear for monitoring. But also great, I use these for recording. So if I'm filming... But do you now suffer from tinnitus, Will? I don't, because I turn them down. This is my thing about having loud headphones, is you have loud headphones so you can turn them down and only turn them up when you need to. The other great thing about these, and I said these are about 10 years old, every part on these is, re is replaceable. So the cable is replaceable. Like the foam, the drivers. The foam, the drivers, the, yeah. everything comes so, off. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I've replaced is the actual foam. So David, I think you've got a pair of these as well. I do indeed. I've had these for about four or five years now and they're still as good as new and pretty much every TV sound recordist that I know also has these as well. They are the standard for uh, ENG, for uh, news crews and so on. If I'm doing an edit and I really need to go into the edit, put these on, get rid of the world, yep. get going. The only problem with these over summer is they're so hot for editing in. So you can only do about an hour and then you have to take them off again. I'm always amused when you see somebody, and I saw a guy on the train home tonight wearing, I think it's the HD 200 or the 210s. And instead of having black backs, they got like a silver bat. And they're in such a shape that you, they make you look like a Cyberman from Doctor Who. So I call them the Cyberman <laughs> headphones. You look like... You, seriously, next time you see someone wearing them, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's what Jeff means. It's the Cyberman headphones. But they snap too easily because they're not, they're not very flexible. So, so they break. So David, what's in your headphone bank? I've got three pairs to show you. You've already talked about one of them, the HD25 2s. Like I say, very widely used uh, in the industry. I have these permanently by my um, edit station here. And this, this is what I'll use when I'm sat at my computer wanting to shut the world out, wanting to do some edits. And you do hear stuff that you just don't hear otherwise when you're wearing these. I've got some decent speakers, some Bose 2.1s in here that are great for pumping up the volume and listening to music. But if I'm doing an edit, then it's be these that I wear. The ones I've got around my head right now, mm -hmm. these are wireless. These are Bowers & Wilkins okay. P7 wireless. Um, now, I bought some P5 wireless about five years ago. I bought them as a birthday present. And they are... Sorry, not P5 wireless. I bought the P5 wired on-ear headphones about four or five years ago for yep. my birthday. Spent actual cold, hard cash. A couple of hundred quid plus, mm -hmm. I think. Very, very good quality. Full disclosure, uh, I've got these on loan because I'm writing a review about them. Um, more about that later, I'm sure. But these are uh, Bluetooth wireless. They are over-ear, not on-ear. And as a result of that, they're actually really comfortable. And something that I've noticed with on-ear headphones, and I include the Sennheisers amongst those, but also the P5s, is that when they're on-ear, as a glasses wearer, they can do funny things with your glasses and it can get a little bit uncomfortable. Whereas when they're over-ears like this, speaking for these, these are very comfortable. They don't burn my ears up and also my glasses stay on pretty straight as well. The good thing about these is that you can also pop in a normal cable in it to a three and a half mil jack. I mean, who has those anymore? Um, and that you are going to get better quality because as much as Bluetooth is good, if you're wanting 
high quality, high res audio, then Bluetooth is not your friend unless you're going with, uh, you know, Aptex, for example. But that's not supported by iOS. Exactly. And if you are an audiophile, you may notice that. So the option to go with a cable is good. I like these. The one thing that it does make me realise is that there is still quite a delay bit of latency, audio latency, when you are watching something. So if I'm watching a YouTube video or iPlayer or whatever else on my phone, then there is half a second at times. It doesn't seem to be... Con That's nothing I've, I've ever encountered with Bluetooth, is a delay in the audio. I think there's a way of delaying the video almost to account for the delay. Certainly on some TVs and stuff, yes, there is a way of delaying that video. I watch YouTube videos, Casey Neistat. I watch a lot of that now, Jeff. Thanks. You've got me who, addicted. Who will? Who? Yeah, you've got me totally addicted. <laughs> he's, he's so good. He's really good. Even David, yeah. even watched, David watched one. <laughs> I popped my Casey Neistat cherry as soon as it mentioned flying With, first class on Which he mentioned yeah, in, his, no, in his vlog no, today. It went, that's, it's done. I know. It's hilarious. It's hilarious because he normally gets like a million or two million hilarious, views. Hilarious. That's all. So, just, just a and million. Then he, <laughs> and then he got excited. He's like, hey, I got 20 million views. Yeah. What, yeah, he's but he's got a really good ratio for subscribers to views so he's got when i last looked he had about four and a half million subscribers and he gets about no, between no, one it's about, it's about no no it's about 50 percent. like i've yeah. got fifty thousand uh subs and you know and we get twenty thousand views but it's look if you, 40 to, but if you look at pewdiepie 50%. he's got 45 million but he only gets one to four million views per video right, right so okay. you know i'm not dissing but is pewdiepie a bit like um, uh, Stephen Fry you know everyone follows him by default but that doesn't mean that they engage anyway let's carry on with the headphones oh so um, that there's the uh, BMW P7 wireless and then if I'm wanting something a bit more lightweight because I appreciate that walking around the tube or whatever else with, with these is a bit of a faff so I've got some Bose QuietComfort 20 uh, 20 eyes in fact and these are uh, in-ear jobs um and the, and the clever thing about these is they are actually active noise cancelling. So you've got a battery down at one end. You just flick the switch like that, and it feels really, really weird. Um, on the back, there is essentially a speaker grill, and what it does is that it listens to the ambient sound. It inverts the signal, then plays that into your ear with the effect of cancelling out any of the ambient sound from what goes on in your ear. They're also, you know, they try and isolate noise as well as cancel noise. They're very, very good if I'm making telephone calls and stuff and I don't want to you know, be on speakerphone or I don't want to wear a big heavy pair of cans, I'll just wear these, even in one ear. That's right, and the uh, little voice thing. It's got a nice remote control on here as well. It works very nicely with my, with my iPhone. Only thing I do need to have because of, as we've already discussed, my wireless, my Mophie wireless charging case, there is quite a deep hole to the 3.5mm jack. So Mophie gives you... A little extension cable that you then plug in here that then enables you to ah, to plug in there on my sennheisers your cable had was able to go through the initial iphone case wasn't it, it had a thinner oh, yeah, i had to hack mine down with a with a knife but i can't yeah. hack it down enough to get it through the smart battery case that's just not happening so they are off limits to iphone at the moment and it's because on a lot of these, you know, quality uh, headphones, they give you a, a 90 degree jack. Anyway, so that's that. That's what I use to listen to stuff, make phone calls with, edit with. I think I've got three pretty, pretty good, pretty varied headphones there. I'm, I'm very happy with them. So I have five. 
but for very specific reasons. Of course you do. How much do they weigh? Well, I haven't weighed them. I haven't weighed them all, I'm afraid. Yet. I've mentioned my HD25s, which I love. They're great editing and filming headphones. For running, I have these, which are the Plantronic BB Fit. And the great thing about these is, one, they stay in your ear really well, but also they're not isolating. So you don't have to worry about missing traffic noises, missing bikes, that kind of thing. They've got great battery life and they're fairly waterproof and they're fairly robust. They're kind of like just roll them up, stick them in your pocket, stick them in your ear when you're ready to go. So they're great. And I'll sometimes use these if, say, I'm doing like some odd jobs around the house, say in the garden, that kind of thing, I want to listen to a podcast. I'll stick these on because they've also got easy controls, play and pause control. You press that side, you've got play, pause. Very easy to operate. So they're kind of my running and dirty job headphones. For going into town on the tube, so one of my um, headphone tests is the Victoria line because it's very Ah. noisy. (laughs) It is very noisy. For Victoria line use, I have these, which are the Jabra Rocks. These sound great. They're Bluetooth wireless headphones, but these are the ones that cause me the most problems with disconnections. And these, I think, are the experience that a lot of people have with Bluetooth headphones, that when they work, they work brilliantly, but they will just randomly cut out, and it's so frustrating. And the other thing about these headphones is these are fairly heavy, and they come with these wings, and which are like little one, they're little rubber things that you put on the headphone to make them lodge properly in your ear and give them purchase. It's a great idea... But these come off far too easily. So if you use them and you just take your headphones out your ears, there's a chance they're just going to fall on the floor and you're going to lose them. If you don't use them, they're not as comfortable and they're always pulling on your ear. So that's one of the things I don't like about these. One really nice feature I thought I would like is they're magnetic. So in theory, you open them up and they switch on. There you can see it flashing away. And then when you finish with them, you clip them back together and they turn off again. Only problem is they don't stay together in your pocket like that. They'll occasionally open up. So you still have to turn them off manually. And there was the idea that you could... I'm one for wearing technology as much as possible. And the idea was that when you just pause them, put them around your neck and just clip them together like that. But it doesn't quite work if you have them at the right tension on the back. So it's a nice design, but I'm only probably going to give those 60%. My next headphones are the original Apple headphones, not the Air, not the EarPod ones, the original ones which were flat. And the reason I like these is for listening to podcasts at night, because you've got the volume control. Yeah. And you can stick, them, you can stick the volume control in either ear. The other ones are ear-specific, whereas the older ones not. And... I'm not bothered about sound quality at night. I just want to have a little bit of audio. And then my final ear one is the Moto Hint. And this is probably one of my favorite. This is probably the one I use most. And it's basically a little Bluetooth earbud. Single one goes in your ear and you get Bluetooth audio in one ear. And this is very like the AirPods, but there's only one of them. So I was thinking, how would I improve this? This has got about three hours battery life. The case has a battery in it, so when you place it in the case, it charges. 
they all do that now, it seems, quite yep. a few of them. Now, I was thinking what I'd actually like is two of these in the case, because I only listen to one ear at a time, because it's, it's, I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah. And I've had this a year, and it's all of a sudden, it's not charging all the time when I put it in the case. Now, I don't know why. I need to contact Motorola and find out why. But I'm currently having to stick a little bit of cardboard in there, which isn't great, to make sure it gets no. contact with the pins to charge. So I tried this on the Victoria line, though, and this isn't loud enough. Could not hear the podcast when this is on full blast. So I was thinking, do I want AirPods? I like the idea of them. I like the fact I could switch them over, keep one charging, keep one not. And to see if they were loud enough, I took some AirPods, the ones you get with your iPhone, and tried those on the Victoria line. And on full volume on my iPhone, I could hear those. So I'll be interested to see how loud the AirPods go. I've been testing out headphone amplifiers because I found certainly on my um, HD25 twos, even with my iPhone 6 Plus turned up, the headphone amp in there was pretty poor quality. So um, I was just writing a re- writing a review of different headphone amps for iOS that all use lightning connectors rather than, because they're digital audio, uh, digital analog converters as well. Certainly does pump it up a little bit more. And yeah, same as you. I mean, I don't travel on the tube quite so much. I travel on mainline trains in and out of London. And when they're noisy, you can't hear anything. You know, it really spoils the quality. So fairly pain, a little bit more volume's useful. This episode of Fraculous is brought to you by Audible.com, the premier provider of audiobooks. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, humans like to listen to things. If you're a human you're probably listening to this podcast right now. Audiobooks on Audible are read by real live humans, often the same ones that wrote all of the words as well. Not only are you hearing the words written by the human, but you get to experience them exactly as they intended. Humans love listening to other humans. It is one of their favorite things to do, unlike Risk, which is good, because Audible is completely risk-free. If you don't like the sounds or words you're hearing, for any reason, you can exchange it for another without asking any questions. To start your free 30-day trial of Audible, which includes a free audiobook download, go to fraculous.com audible, so that they know that we sent you and to show your support for the show. Jeff, I've not seen you on Twitter very much lately. What's going on? Last time we spoke, you were due a digital detox. Talk us through that. What were the ground rules? Let's let's lay the ground first so we know what we're dealing with. This is actually very serious. It's, it's very serious. It's so, it's so serious. No, I do want to know. I'm genuinely interested. I'm going to put my glasses on. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> how seriously I'm taking this segment of the podcast. So to anybody that's listening and not watching, I'm now wearing my glasses. Um... Gosh. You sound different all of a sudden, Jeff. What's that about? Because I turned my phone off for a week. You don't realise how much you use your phone until you turn your phone off for a week. And I would say it has changed my behaviour forever. Dun, dun, dun. So what's different? What were you doing before? Being addicted to Twitter too much. I used to go, I used to load it up going, hey, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not addicted to Twitter, uh, to Facebook. And then I found out that actually it's because I spent all my time being addicted to Twitter. Um, and I did not check Twitter or post a tweet for seven days. And that felt 
very strange. On a simple level, I, I did things like I discovered my local library and I had conversations with people. At one point I was on a bus and I had to ask somebody the time because I didn't have a clock or watch on me in any form whatsoever. Were you not even taking your phone with you? No, no. Oh, no, the, the most hilarious part of the week was... um. I was in Bromley High Street one evening. It was dark and some kids in hoods came through. And Brom Bromley's fine. Like, it's, you won't get mugged in Bromley. But there was a split second in my mind where I totally imagined this scenario where, like, some kids were like, Oi, mister, give us your phone, <laughs> innit? And, like, mug me. And I'd be like, oh, I don't have one. I'm very sorry, but I, I'm on a detox this week. I don't have my phone. What do you mean you don't have your phone? I'm like, no, really, I have Look, search my pockets. It's not that I... Fetch. Do you know what the time is? Because I'm going to miss my trip. Just give us your phone, mate. And it was, and uh, it, it didn't happen. But I did imagine this whole scenario of, of being mugged for a phone, which wasn't on me. And then that made me think, should do that more often. Just just not, not take my phone. Off the back of that, someone told me what I think was a slightly bullshit story that they always carried around their older phone with them. I've heard this before. It's like having a, two wallets. You have a wallet you can give up. Yeah, I think that's a bit of an urban myth. Does anybody actually do that? So, it's I a big contingency think. for a very unlikely event. It is, it is. Although, to be fair, I could just give them my Blackberry, couldn't I? I and keep my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed it. Well, on the very first day, I did my last tweet on a Friday night. I got up on the Saturday. On the Saturday, me and Vicky went to the shops. We went down to Sainsbury's. Oh, well, two things. Is that one, we went to get the bus. Uh, and it's like, how do you check for a bus without a, f a phone? How do you, what? Because it's so instinctive to go to an app. And, that's, and you go, oh, that's right. You have to, you have to just leave in good time and, and wait. <laughs> that's what you used to do. It was so weird. Was Vicky detoxing with you? No, no, she had a phone. No, the irony is she used to say you're addicted to Twitter. And for the, sorry, uh, listeners, this is visual only, but my hands are now on screen showing a scale of zero to 100. And I guess on a scale of never using it and always using it, I was on about 80 for Twitter and she must be about 50 for Facebook. So I was certainly outstripping her. But now I've dipped down to about 20 for Twitter. So and so she hasn't changed her behaviour. But because mine has drastically, I'm now saying to her, oh, you're always on your phone checking Facebook. <laughs> Even though she's doing it at the same level that she was before. We stepped out the house in plenty of time to go shopping, to walk to the bus stop. And as we stepped out, it started to spit and rain. And she went, oh, I'll just nip, it, nip back inside to get an umbrella. And my right hand instinctively moved to my pocket of my trousers and it got halfway there. And I thought, oh, oh, that's right. My phone isn't in my pocket because apparently I can't go for 30 seconds without wanting to check my phone for, for what? That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's just so moronic. And then I, I very quickly, I got out of the habit and I came back on, on the train today and I looked in my carriage and there were 19 people in my immediate vicinity. 17 of them were looking at their phones. One other guy was reading a book and I was reading the, the paper. And it, it, we are totally addicted to our phones. I did a spot poll in the Londonist office today. There's six people. I went, right, I said, everybody, just think back to this morning when your alarm went off, how soon was it before you check your phone? Of course, four of them went, well, my phone is my alarm. Yep, me too. And the other two were like, yeah, within 90 seconds, I picked up my phone. And I said, what did you do in the morning before you had a phone in the internet? And people were like, oh, I, I guess I just put the radio on or, or, the, or the TV. And now everybody just instinctively reaches for the phone. So I set them a challenge. I said, look, tomorrow morning, I said, I said, tomorrow morning, see how long, can you go like half an hour? See how long you can go 
without reaching for your phone. And so I put the same to you boys and to anybody watching slash listening. Tomorrow morning, can you not, can you not touch your phone just for like 20 minutes? Can you actually do it? And what do you do with your life instead in, in that 20 minutes? But then what is the difference between reading a paper and reading a phone? Because you don't carry around a paper in your pocket all day. Some people do. <laughs> information to the entire world. But we are utterly addicted to our phones. But you just don't think that they've replaced TV, they've replaced radio. Because I find this there's a cultural difference between some parents who always have the TV on and we only have the TV on if we're actually watching something. So as you go around to some older people's houses and the TV is just always on, even if no one's watching it. But even watching TV is more sociable because you're sharing the same screen if there's three of you in the room. If there's three of you in the room and you're each checking your individual devices, that's less sociable. I agree that, yeah, it's... People sit in restaurants, They couples go in, they sit down and they get out their phone and they don't talk to each other. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And I'm on a tech podcast and I'm an advocate of tech and I love tech and everything that it brings, but we are... We are too, too entwined with our phones and you just need, you need to step away. And I've been happy to step away and I didn't miss Twitter. That's the scary thing. I thought, I bet I missed Twitter. I didn't miss it. Since I've been back online, I've just tweeted less. I've looked less. Or sometimes I thought, no, I just, I can't be bothered. I'm going to actually have a conversation or talk to someone, have a nap, read the paper, do something else. And I've just been reaching for my phone less. And I do not feel like my life is any worse I do not feel like I've missed anything and I don't feel like I'm going to get back into it to the same level that I was before. And I am thrilled that I've had this week off. Thrilled. Genuinely thrilled. And I encourage others to try it. Jeff, Twitter's a conversation just with people who aren't in the room, isn't it? (laughs) Have you not missed? You know, you said you had some conversations with people who were in the same room as you. Because I was checking my phone 20 times a day in the 30 seconds that I wait for my girlfriend to get an umbrella. That is ridiculous. I don't need to do that. Just check it once or twice a day. Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. I mean, I obviously didn't tweet you because I knew you were on a detox. And I don't know how many of your friends also knew that. Because obviously there's two sides of Twitter. There's one, there's just the consuming side where you just let this information pour over you. And then there is the at replies and the messaging and the alerting feature where you are actually having a conversation. And I just wonder, one, did you, did you then go back and check all of your at replies or your mentions? No. You didn't check them at all. So at the risk of sounding slightly pretentious and vain, and I know David, I know David will back me up on, on the whole fanity thing, but because within my small niche world of being famous, and I'm doing air quotes for those that can't see it, you hit a point where you, you can't reply to every at reply. And I've, I've hit that point because I could just spend all day just chatting to people and then I get nothing done. So a couple of my other friends suggested that I just make a private account that I don't tell everybody about. And then I only give that out to like, you know, my small number of core friends, level four people included <laughs> like you will. And then that can be used level just five. to chat exclusively. <laughs> that can be used just exclusively to chat to your friends. But I honestly feel different and I don't feel I still like technology but I honestly feel like it's been very refreshing and relaxing to step back and not feel the need to go online all the time the most telling thing I've saved the most telling thing for the end is so I checked Twitter a bit on my phone on the on the, on the few days back and for the first time 
in over a week, maybe 10 days, I sat at my desktop and I opened up Twitter desktop client. And I just thought, oh, yeah, it's the same old people making the same old gags, spouting the same old box, doing the same old links. Oh, I can't be bothered. And I clicked away. And I suddenly had a moment where I was disinterested in Twitter. And then I sat there and went, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> but how did you deal with, like, email and the other kind of functions? Obviously, Twitter was the main one. I'm, I'm sensing you wanted to block. Oh, yeah. So during my week off, um, sort of like for about an hour, I think like sort of 6 p.m., 7 in the evening, I... I I dipped into email, I replied to any that needed replies, and then I went back out again. I gave out my home landline phone number, including you, Will, who failed to ring me, but other, but other friends did, did, did actually ring me. Well, I wasn't sure whether I should or not. No, Will, when I, when I, when I give you my phone number, that's an invitation to ring no, me. Otherwise, but I was just thought, I, I wasn't sure kind of whether you wanted to just like literally take a step back from all communication. That's the thing. I wasn't, obviously, I didn't want, I was taking it seriously. Okay, that's why I didn't email you in your week off and I didn't at reply you. But the world kept turning and I don't feel like I missed anything. I found it quite hard to organise Slack stuff when you weren't there. That was annoying me. But you have to remember, we all lived and we organised things and we met up and we did stuff before the internet. It's made it slightly easier. It has. But we shouldn't be sucked in. But we can't. We shouldn't be sucked into a world where we think it's essential. Other small things that happened. Is it essential? Well, only if you take away the non-digital alternative. So I wanted to buy a lottery ticket and I had to go, oh, I actually have to walk down a shop and pay money and, and get a paper ticket in person because I can't use the app anymore. I wanted to do some banking. Oh God, I cannot think about doing banking without... I know, I know, I know. So I walked down to my local branch and did a transaction in person with a teller. How did you even like validate who you were to the branch? I, <laughs> I have my driving license on me. The one thing I couldn't do is that i had to invoice somebody for some for some work and you have and there is an electronic payment system and it and i thought yeah no this is a system which has only existed in the age of the internet so i had to do an invoice and i thought crikey yeah if i didn't have the internet i would not be able to do this so that was the one thing that i couldn't not do using the internet and how did vicky find it when she couldn't text you and that kind of thing well some of my friends cheated and some of some of them texted vicky and were like oh can you tell jeff <laughs> <laughs> nice so that, that was fun. that's what i would do um, uh, <laughs> uh, no we ended up having more conversations but when you're not together because i would say i a lot of communication i have with beck is over iMessage she rang the home number. Oh, right. She actually phoned you. Yes. She rang me four times during the week. Three times I was here and once I wasn't. And then she just saw me later. But that's what used to happen in the 1980s and 1990s, kids. You'd ring someone and if they weren't in, that was it. They weren't there. Yeah. I made an arrangement to meet to, to, to meet a friend at four o'clock at the station. And, and I said, I won't have my phone on me. So you have to be there. His train was running late. And so I just had to wait till ten past four, hoping that he was on the late running train. And sure enough, it was. And it was like... This is a throwback to 1995. It was an omen to the CD Sony Discman Walkman person that I saw. Did you take a, walk a Discman out with you? Were you tempted? <laughs> but it's totally, it's shifted my perspective. And clearly I'm well aware that I'm on a tech podcast and I make videos and I do tech for my job and I work for a website and that's fine. But there's, I, I can honestly say that at most, most weekends now, I think I'm just going to go phone off, phone down. Just, just don't, I don't need to do my phone today. It's just, it's okay not to do it and I would encourage everybody just to do it and you and even if and David you're going oh but you know my wife would need to text me no she no no just have a conversation with her in the morning get her to call you on a, on a landline or just accept the fact that you you don't have to message each other every 
fucking 30 seconds of the day and you'll just catch up with that person later. I've got to send her stickers though. Don't you fucking... Don't you start. I'm annoying Beck way more than I'm annoying you with stickers, Jeff. I'm going to go down the shop and buy a physical pack of stickers and when I see my friend and stick them on their lapels and that is the 1990s equivalent to sticker packs. Go for... Fraculous listeners, go for... If you try and do 20 minutes of your tomorrow morning without looking at your phone and maybe try and do a whole day and buy some real life stickers next time you and Dubber Eight Smiths, other news agents and stationers are available for you. It was brilliant. Can I suggest an app at this point? I know we covered apps earlier <laughs> on, but there's... Oh, there's an app There's an app that kills your internet connection. Is that the one? No. It's... So there's oh. an app called Moment. It's, it's an iOS app. It might well be an Android equivalent, but uh, what this does is that it helps you to get a gauge of how much you're actually using your phone. And um, it, it looks at a few things on your phone. The only kludge with the current version of it is that you need to take a screenshot every morning of your uh, battery, of, of your app use statistics. Why can't it save it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's a little bit insightful. It's not as insightful as I guess it, I would like it to be. And I did it for a few days, probably after our last uh, fraculous recording, actually, Jeff, when you said that you were going on digital detox and i have to say i installed it shortly afterwards because the after a few days just because i was concerned about the battery uh being eaten up which was already in this bit of an issue on ios 10 but yeah t- take a look at it if you're curious about how much you're using your smartphone and want to say is it 10 minutes is it an hour then have a look at your battery app usage and you know take a look at moment and see if it works for you jeff do you have any new ground rules on phones based on your week off how are you approaching your phone differently now because i noticed i emailed you about phoning you at 3 p.m and you didn't find you didn't get my email till after 3 yeah. p.m. <laughs> i just found that by not doing things for a week i got out of the habit of doing them you know humans are cre- i'm a creature of habit humans are creatures of habit so if you're just breaking the habit just just helps. I think I've got a brilliant new rule today, which uh, my friend at work, Zoe, at Zoe J. Craig on Twitter, she had this discussion with her husband and she said, and it's brilliant. She came up with this line. So I give you this line. This will be my closing line for the podcast. She said, she said, you know, if you're with someone, you're married, your spouse, other half, partner, whatever. Um, if, if, if the first thing you touch is always your device over your other half, then you know you're in trouble. Profound, huh? It, it's very poetic, but I don't, I don't, I don't take that. <laughs> then you are a heartless <laughs> David. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I acknowledge that technology uh, and phones and stuff, and it's obviously you're not addicted to the phone. It's it's the connectivity, and it's it's not just the connectivity. It... Would you totally addicted to? You are addicted to the phone, the connectivity. Listen to me. But That's not by what you, I said. I mean society. That's not what I said. I said we're not addicted to the phone. It's the connectivity to a certain extent, but it's actually the communication. It's the fact that it's, it's how it makes us feel about being in contact with other people or checking to see whether somebody wants to contact us. It's a need within us that are reaching for the phones constantly that that feeds. And that's the thing that becomes addictive. Like getting a like on a tweet or, or a YouTube video. Or posting something and then checking back every 30 seconds, every two minutes to see how many people have liked it completely. It's like a little hit. It's like a drug. It's like, oh, you like that buzz it gives you. Oh, someone's liked my Facebook post. Oh, I'll check again. I'll check again. Yeah. But tomorrow morning I wake up, I'm going to make sure that I touch my lovely fiance and not my f***ing phone just because that's more important. I found that by just logging hours on my phone, 
that stops me wasting time when I should be working. Because I can look at my day and go, I've only logged four hours. That's, that's terrible. And I think that is the danger with these things. You can get sucked in. And unless you have some sort of checks, you've got to kind of check yourself sometimes. And especially around my kids. I'd really try not to be on my phone all the time when my kids are there. But if they're watching a film, which I don't want to watch... I think it's fine to just dip in and out of stuff, especially if you've been spending an hour doing fun stuff with them without using your phone. I'm not saying no to the internet and Twitter and, and connectivity, but yes, I think we've all been sucked into believing that it's it's the it's the priority in our lives when I don't think it is anymore. And I admit to being a Twitter addict. There we go. Can I go to TA? <laughs> tweet tweets anonymous. I sh- I'll, I'll form a group. We'll all do it. We'll all do a hug. What are the ten steps of tweets anonymous? <laughs> it's one of them facebook <laughs> i don't know i'm deadly serious about this though i know i'm doing it in my normal jocular style but are you not worried that something else is going to replace yeah no 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 something else ha- has replaced it my time to myself thoughts breathing relaxing you know getting a perspective on on the world and not just going "Ooh, has somebody added me in the last 20 seconds which is what i used to do that's ridiculous that's actually check twitter go to the toilet and come back and check twitter what i just check twitter on the toilet that'd be one (laughs) on notifications good for that jeff you know so you don't need to check it it comes and tells you if somebody has added you so you don't need to keep on opening it don't go there we're not we're not doing notifications we're not doing it you said watch two jeff so is this now off the table because i i had this thought that maybe if I had a watch, you know, I'd be less engrossed in my device and I could just be like, you know, I could just sort of answer things quickly with yes or no or tap or swipe. And then I realised that no, that it's, 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 it's even more intrusive because all it does is just notify you all the freaking time. Well, you can decide what goes to your watch and what doesn't. I'm absolutely, resolutely, definitely never, ever getting an Apple watch ever or any kind of smart watch because they're just too intrusive. But that means you can stay on iOS 9 at least. I bloody will as well. Is he going to go straight to 11? Good luck when some of your apps don't work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They'll make you go there, Jeff. They'll make you go there. Don't you worry. No, they will. I know. That that will be the thing. Yeah. So we'll see. It's interesting. Again, just after you um, said that you were doing your your digital detox, I was giving a a talk, a kind of tech talk thing to uh, some members of the legal profession on technology trends, horizon scanning and stuff. And... um, I just after you got back on Twitter, I tweeted out the um, the cartoon that I used in that presentation. So the first cell, the first drawing of the cartoon is a big man on a small phone saying, check my email, do this, do that, order me a cab and whatever else. And it's painting the picture that we are completely in charge of our phones, of our devices. We are the master. And then the second one is captioned, the reality. And it's got this big phone and this little man saying, charge me, uh, put me on some Wi-Fi, answer my notifications and whatever else. And it, I think that describes very, very well where we're kind of at. Who's, who's the master and who's the servant here in the human smartphone relationship? We would all like to think, I would like to think, I do think that um, that, that light has just blown, but I'm going to just move this one little one over here. The answer is, like everything in life, in, in, in terms of like how much you should drink or how much you should eat or exercise, just do it in moderation. Don't go full-on technology, 
But, you know, I'm not about to join the Amish either. I'm going to keep it somewhere in control in the middle. And that's obviously the, sens- the sensible way to go. Am I allowed to at you on Slack? That's what I want to know. Am I allowed to do that still? You can still at me on Slack, but don't expect me to reply immediately or even okay. on the same day. That's I'll all right. As long as I, I know you're like going to get it, I don't care. And if I email you... Will, you're, you're level four. You can iMessage me. Just don't use a sticker. All right. No stickers deal. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I've really, I've really enjoyed this. That's, 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 that's probably like the most serious I've ever been on a podcast. It's good. What, what the flip, <laughs> man? Hey, you don't have to buzz the word flip, do you? Flip, 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 flip. I might do anyway, no, just for comedy value. What about, what about flip can? What? Don't buzz, don't bleep out. But no flip. one will know what you're saying. <laughs> F L I P. Guys, all my devices are running out of batteries here. Oh. Do you know what that means, Jeff? Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have time for your Catherine Parkinson anecdote. What? No. Oh. End of Fraculous. If your puny human minds can handle more, then follow on Twitter. At sign F-R-A-C-K-U-L-O-U-S. Or individually. At sign David McClelland. D-A-V-I-D-M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N-D At sign Jeff Tech G-E-O-F-F-T-E-C-H At sign Will Head W-I-L-L-H-E-A-D Email your brains to Hello At sign Fraculous.com Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Come on baby do the locomotion. I know you'll get to like it if you give it a chance now. Come on baby do the locomotion. Right, so here we go. Jeff, September of last year, are you still digitally detoxed or seven months on, are you now more connected than ever? Um, definitely, definitely I've refined my connectiveness. So after my week off, what I did is that I quite often now, on a, at a weekend, usually on a Sunday, Saturdays are quite social days, Sunday is quite often now f- phone off day. I, I might check my messages in the morning just to make sure there's nothing desperately urgent or, or life-threatening in my family to respond to. And then I go, no, right, phone off. I just put my phone down for the day and it's quite, it's quite nice not to be doing that all day. Do you turn it off, actually off? Yeah, and then put it up on a shelf out, like, out of reach so it's hard to get to. You should put it in the freezer. You know, like with credit cards, you want to put them in the freezer and then if you really want to spend... Car keys as well. Car keys in the freezer. Would that not do damage to a phone if you froze it? I'm sure it'd be fine. Put it in a Tupperware. That is something I remember from physics at school. The way to tell if an electrical component is failing is if you, if you chill it, if you make it colder and it starts working again, that shows you that your, your, your electronics are... There's a component that's breaking... That's a thing there. So actually, fr- fr- freezing a device might make it run faster or better. Yeah, there is, there, there's lots of physics behind cooling things and making them perform better, for sure. As I seem to remember from building PCs in the 90s. 